Big news in the NBA with Bradley Beal being traded to the Phoenix Suns, the team that knocked the Clippers out in the playoffs. How does that impact the Western Conference, mainly the LA Clippers? And with Chris Paul being traded to Washington and a huge belief that he will not be playing for them, could this mean that he is that much closer to coming back home? Going to be talking about it all on today's Locked On Clippers. Where's my theme song? You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. You are locking in with the Clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the best place to make daily entries on sports when big cash. Locked On Clippers is free and available on all your favorite podcasting platforms, including YouTube. But before we get into all that, my name is Darian Vaziri. I've been a Clipper fan for this is going to be my 19th year this fall. Born and raised in Los Angeles, got my own YouTube channel and podcast, Dime Dropper, where I talk L.A. sports, L.A. Clippers, and NBA history and the NBA at large. And as I said, Locked on Clippers, make sure to subscribe, make sure to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, the only five-day-a-week Clipper podcast. And today's topic of discussion, reacting to Bradley Beal being traded to Phoenix. There weren't real rumors about Bradley Beal coming to the Clippers, but Clipper fans and certain Clipper media were throwing it out there, seeing if the Clippers wanted to make a splash for a third star. And, you know, the Michael Winger connection, having gone to Washington recently and him wanting to maybe set the reset button. Today we learned that, or should I say Sunday, we learned that he did indeed set the reset button or hit the reset button. But how does it impact the Western Conference and the Clippers that Bradley Beal is now a Phoenix Sun? And with two former Clippers in Chris Paul and Landry Shamit heading to Washington, how does that impact the potential of Chris Paul returning to the Clippers? I made an episode on it a couple weeks ago or maybe last week because it's been in the air. You know, Chris Paul, there's two teams linked to him. And those are, today we found out the Suns cannot be linked to him anymore. Based on the new CBA, he cannot go back to Phoenix. But honestly, we're going to save the Chris Paul stuff for the second segment. Let's talk about the initial reaction. We saw, I want to say it was Saturday or Friday, that the Miami Heat and the Phoenix Suns were in the running for Bradley Beal now. I thought to myself, Phoenix Suns? Well, that's not going to happen because they don't have anything to offer Washington. They don't really have picks because they traded them all to Brooklyn. Who would they want in that roster besides Kevin Durant and Devin Booker? I never thought they would want a washed Chris Paul, even though he is on an expiring contract, or should I say a non-guaranteed for the, he's owed projected $60 million over the next two years, but the amount is not fully guaranteed. But I just didn't think they'd want Chris Paul. Let's put it that way, right? I didn't think they'd want Chris Paul. And they don't, I don't think they necessarily want Chris Paul. But when Beal had the no trade clause in his contract, that made it so that he could basically veto any trade. However, I never expected 
that he wouldn't want to go to Miami. I thought Miami was the ideal spot for Beal. He could be the second scorer or even maybe the first scorer with Jimmy Butler. He's clearly the... Actually, I wouldn't even say he's clearly the second best player because Bam Adebayo was so great on the defensive end. But he's clearly a star. He's part of a big three, and he might be the best scorer, probably is the best scorer on that Miami team. They have a great culture. They were almost there this season, and they could really use him. I thought Tyler Hero would be going out the door so the Wizards could get a nice young piece that would match up salary-wise because Beal's contract, as I mentioned in the last episode, is insane. But... There's a good chance that Bradley Beal just wanted to go to Phoenix that much more. And knowing Kevin Durant, the stars that he's played with, and the persuasion that he has, plus Devin Booker, exciting young player. I shouldn't call him young anymore. He's, you know, about to enter his prime. Kind of, you can say maybe he started his prime. I, I guess Beal wanted to play with them more. In my opinion, it's shocking because it feels very redundant. I get it. Today's NBA is positionless, and you can slide KD to the four, which he was already playing in this year's playoffs. And then you have Devin Booker and Bradley Beal, two shooting guards, like pure shooting guards. Like When you think of shooting guards, they fit the bill. Off-ball players don't need to take too many dribbles to get to their move. Good from all three levels. Good footwork facing up. Just tough shot makers. Contested shot makers. And it can, they can go both directions, stop on a dime. I like Bradley Beal's offensive game a lot. But the thing is, for me, Devin Booker's points were much more impactful. I know we said the same thing about Devin Booker once upon a time. But since Monty Williams became his coach, I saw a change in Devin Booker on both ends of the floor. I noticed it in that third game of the Clippers 2020 season when we lost to them. That was our first loss of the season in 2020. And I saw a different side of Devin Booker. That was before Chris Paul, by the way. I was like, okay, now I'm actually like, he's hitting shots that are like hurting me now. I'm like, okay, this feels like a star, not just 25 points and getting blown out. And obviously a supporting cast has something to do with that. But I think that your body language, it's not even just body language, it's your defensive effort. As a star player, when you're putting effort on the defensive end, that inspires the rest of your team. When you're not giving a damn on defense and you're shooting all the shots, nobody wants to play for you. You know, nobody wants to play with you and help you. But... Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, it still feels just a bit redundant. Three very jump shot heavy guys. None of them are exceptional at getting to the rim. None of them are exceptional passers. I think Devin Booker is much improved. And now with that contract, that's in my opinion one of the worst in the league for any star player, and I think Bradley Beal is very good, they're going to have no room to fill out that roster with depth. It makes me think, are they going to trade Aiton? At this point, I would. If you listen to my personal podcast, Dime Dropper, I've said that I don't think DeAndre Aiton gets maximized there from an X's and O's standpoint. And also, it doesn't seem like they really empower him. They don't make him feel like he's a rising star. They make him feel like he's a role player. And I think part of that had to do with Chris Paul. But I don't think that Bradley Beal coming means that Aiton's going to get more any more shots or any more prioritization offensively. I think it's like now you're going to see how many shots each guy gets. And I think Kevin Durant is very selfless. Like he's very okay with not taking so many shots. But I don't think that's always great for the team. Sometimes it's not even a matter of guys being mad at the shots they're not getting. It's more that too many cooks in the kitchen. Everyone's trying to appease each other. And now certain guys aren't in rhythm or playing as well as they can be playing. And that's something that the Suns are going to have to figure out. Do Am I scared of them as, as a Clipper fan? No, not really. 
I think if the Clippers are healthy and have a good supporting cast, we can beat Phoenix, but it doesn't matter about Phoenix anymore. It's Denver's West right now. They are the standard. Whenever you win, you are the team to beat. The Denver Nuggets are the team to beat, and clearly the Phoenix Suns had that in mind making this move. Their new owner, Matt Ishbia, he's made two massive trades in the first couple of months of his ownership. But let me tell you something. What the Phoenix Suns did to improve their roster doesn't really matter for the Clippers. What really matters is that Chris Paul went the other way and Chris Haynes tweeted that if CP3 is bought out or traded, the Clippers look to be involved. And that's enough for me to talk about. Coming up. Watching your closet grow after purchasing all of this season's latest trends, how about also watching your cash back, I'm sorry, your cash back grow with each purchase with Ibotta. The average Ibotta user earns $120 per year in real cash back. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. Or you could use your cash back to buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you're dying to go to, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. A typical basket of groceries was over $50 more expensive at the end of 2022 than the beginning of the year due to inflation. You could earn two and a half times that in cash back from Ibotta or even more depending on how much you use Ibotta. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCKED. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKED. Locked On's NBA Mock Draft Special is here and it's bigger than ever. Follow along the entire first round in a six-episode Ultimate Mock Draft experience only Locked On can deliver. All episodes are available now on Locked On NBA Big Board on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, now for the big one. CP3 was traded to the Wizards alongside Landry Shaman and a couple of second round picks. My initial thought, that's the return that the Wizards got for their franchise player? No first round picks and two guys that are probably not even going to suit up for your franchise? And if they do, like Landry Shamit, like, come on, no disrespect, former Clipper, but come on. He's bounced around for a reason now after the Clippers. I mean, technically, he was only with the Clippers for, what, a year and a half? So you can say bounced around his whole career. That's not going to be a game changer for Washington. Now, granted, they're not really trying to change the game. They're trying to, actually, they are trying to change the game by tanking, by rebuilding. And Michael Winger, former Clipper GM, of course, that's his first move. He said, we're going to hit the reset button. But that's the return you got? Terrible. Now, everyone's telling me that because of the no trade clause, they had no choice. Really? That's the best you could get? Chris Paul and Landry Shamit. So that moves us on to the topic at, at hand. They're saying Chris Paul, the Wizards want him, but they, you know, expect it not to happen. BS. I don't think they want Chris Paul. They're rebuilding. He is owed, let's see. He's owed $30 million next year, but it, the amount is not fully guaranteed. But apparently Mark Stein reported that he's 
because of the salary matchup to make the salaries match with Beal, they Chris Paul is now going to be making ten extra million dollars more. Now, if the Wizards choose to buy him out before June 29th, someone commented on one of my tweets saying this. If they buy him out before June 29th, then he makes about $15 million, but that was now elevated to $25 million because of the $10 million I just said. So at minimum, he'll be making $25 million. If they buy him out after the 29th, he's going to be making that $30 million plus 10, so he'll really be making $40 million. So if the Wizards want to buy him out, it's definitely much smarter to do it beforehand. However, Woj reported a couple hours after the initial announcement was made about the trade that they are waiting to see before it's finalized if they can get a third team to facilitate it with so Chris Paul can go that way. Now, where do the Clippers fit into all this? They're saying the Lakers and the Clippers are two teams that are rumored to, you know, with Chris Paul's name. Now, from the Lakers' side... To make the salaries match up, they need about Malik Beasley and Mo Bamba. Like those two. Maybe even a pick attached. That's pretty easy to pull off. I can easily see that being pulled off. But the question is, and both teams, this applies, both LA teams. What are they going to do with the point guard? D'Angelo Russell for them, Westbrook for us. Mainly, what do they want to do? Although I think it's more about what they want to do for Russ than D'Lo. I think the Lakers, based on the way D'Lo played in the conference finals, they really got to be thinking, LeBron is not getting any younger in a win-now situation for one year. Really only thinking about next year, Chris Paul is better than D'Angelo Russell. I would probably have to agree. But then again, D'Angelo Russell, this is his first training camp with the Lakers. I think he's a better, is he a, I think he's a better player than Chris Paul overall. I think he is. I really think he is, but in the playoffs, based because of his experience, I don't I don't know if I agree. I think Chris Paul might be better. I think Chris Paul is more injury prone, but D'Lo hasn't shown the best health history either. Maybe he's not better than Chris Paul. Maybe he's not. Let me know, honestly. In the pin com- I haven't said anything about the pinned comment, but you let me know. Random question. Chris Paul or D'Angelo Russell? Uh, let me know what you think. But... I could see the Lakers definitely making a move there, especially with the whole banana boat, you know, crew. LeBron's played with every single one of them but CP3. In terms of the Clippers, though, and here's what I was hearing, to make the salaries match up, all we really need is, like, Marcus Morris and then Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon opting in and us trading both of them. Or maybe Marcus and Nico. And we already said, remember what what, uh, Howard, not Howard Beck, uh, Zach Lowe said on the podcast that I talked about on my podcast on Locked on, Locked on Clippers here that the Clippers are rumored. He said it with, you know, confidence that they're going to trade two of Nico, Rocco, Marcus, or who was the fourth guy in there? Nico, Marcus, Rocco, and Norman. Two of them are going to be traded for a player. Well, there you go. Chris Paul, how would you feel about that though, Clipper Nation? Chris Paul for Marcus Morris and Eric Gordon. Or Marcus Morris and Nico. Or Marcus Morris and Rocco. The main thing I think we can all agree on, no Terrence Mann. Absolutely not, by no circumstance. Or Zubats. Because those guys will be playing right away for Washington with the plan of keeping them long term. Brandon Boston, absolutely not. I will be so livid if we trade that kid. So livid. But anyway, how do I feel about that? 
What? Wait, you might be asking, what about Russ? We're talking about Chris Paul. What about Russ? Well, I'm happy you asked in my imagination. Going to be talking about that coming up. I got to tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the best daily fantasy app out there where you can make entries, not bets, on different athletes' projections and win money just like that. And how does it work? All you got to do is pick two to six players and predict if they'll score more or less than their prize picks projection. And you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. It's not competing against any specific person. It's just you versus the projections available. And prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. It doesn't have to even be the NBA. It could be the MLS. It could be the NHL. It could be the MLB. It could be the WNBA and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals and currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Just download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right. So with the whole Chris Paul news, you might be wondering, what about Russ? That's a great question. I would much rather have Russ this upcoming season than Chris. He's faster, more athletic, gives us rim protection. We saw in the playoffs, he's just a straight-up better player right now. The Clippers lack athleticism and speed and rim pressure. Russ gives us all that, and he's not that much worse of a passer than Chris Paul. Now, Chris Paul... Is everything wrong with the Clippers? He's slow. He's old. He's unathletic. The guy can barely dunk. I don't even know if he can dunk in a game anymore. He gives us exactly what we already have. But he's less turnover prone than Russ. He's probably more trustworthy in high-level, high-pressure situations. And he's a much better shooter from all three levels. Ah, the second and third, not at the rim. But maybe maybe his percentage is better at the rim, but he doesn't get there as much, so it doesn't really matter. So here's my thing. If Chris Paul gets traded to the Clippers, that probably means that Russ was is not coming back because he's not going to get what he wants money-wise. Chris Paul, I understand paying him that much is a lot, but look, if we're getting Marcus Morris off the books, who's already owed like what seventeen million dollars next season, Chris Paul going to be making. If they, let's say the trade happens before the twenty ninth, that's the twenty five million. Twenty five million, honestly, it's for one season, and then we'll see what happens after. That's not that big a deal to me. That's not that big a deal, because. Right now, the Clippers need to only think season by season in terms of these older players. When it comes to the young players like Brandon or Terrence or all of them, they should be in the Intuit Dome plans. These other guys, if this, if another season of Paul George and Kawhi getting injured, you got to blow up all the old players. You really do. And Chris Paul would obviously be included in that. This is an experiment, just like it was for Russ, one year. And let me tell you this. If we don't get Russ back, 
I would want Chris Paul over anyone else. You know why? Because I'm looking at his poster right now. It's all sentimental. Do I think it's better for the team? Well, you're not giving me any names, you know, realistic ones. Is Do you want Bones Highland to be our starting point guard? I don't want that, and I love Bones. I want him to be our backup point guard. I think he's perfectly suited for that role. Fred Van Vliet, completely out of our price range. He just opted out of a 30, like he wanted, he wants more than $30 million a year. So that's not in our price range. Chris Paul is a better, shoot. I wouldn't say he's a better off-ball player, but he's a better shooter than Russ. So catch and shoot situations. Paul George doesn't want the ball. Fine. Chris Paul's a ball pounder. He'll have the ball. And he's one of the best pick and roll players ever. He still has a fantastic mid-range. He still averaged like nine assists a game last season and 15 points. And he won't, I don't have to worry about Chris Paul doing too much in my opinion because Paul George can be so passive at times that Chris Paul will, if anything, tell Paul George when it's time to, you know, go to work. Just like Russ will. Don't get me wrong. I would rather have Russ. But the next best thing to me is CP. The problem is injuries. Here's the way I see it though. And again, everyone hates on me for saying this. I don't believe in the Kawhi Paul George thing already because of the injury thing. So at this point, we might as well just double down and and, and, and. for me personally, you're putting who I think is right there with Blake Griffin, the best clipper of all time, over Paul George and Kawhi. Yes. And I'm saying that with my chest. Yes. I don't care what clip other clipper fans have to say about him. I don't even root for Chris Paul like that. If I, I think, again, I'm going to say this all the time. I think he's overrated on an all-time scale. But you better believe he gave me the best memories as a clipper fan. You better believe that I related to him in terms of like, seeing my my play style as a kid and like my personality for better or for worse related to his and I could see a lot of similarities and I mean he was in a he became a clipper at a very crucial part of like my basketball life playing and and my childhood and look man Lob City were the best years in clipper history I don't care what anyone says individual year you can say 2021 and that's why I'll hear the argument for Paul George because he did. He was the star that got us further than we ever got. But again, we don't get there without Kawhi's first round performance against Dallas. In terms of the totality, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin are right there. No offense to the great Bob McAdoo. I'm just talking LA Clippers here. To me, the best Clippers of all time are those two. And you better believe I'll be happy and welcome him with open arms if he comes back where he belongs. I have been very, I don't, I have been very anti whatever team Chris Paul plays for since he left, except for the OKC team, because I just knew they weren't going to do anything. But I would love to root for Chris Paul to win his first ring again with us. The goal's intertwined. Oh my God, what a story if we get to the conference finals with Chris. Just at least even that, because of how many times we should have probably gotten there and we didn't before. Obviously, the goal is a championship. Do I think Chris Paul brings us closer to that championship? Not that much. But here's my thing. Do I think he brings us further? No, I don't. I really don't. I don't think he brings us any further. Because we're already going with Kawhi and Paul George. Who do you think we're going to get? Of course I want Russ to come back. But Russ and Paul, like, they each, you put them together, like, they they have, the, you put a Venn diagram together, yeah, they have some similarities, like the leadership, they're great passers, whatever. But Russ has his advantages and his disadvantages, and Chris Paul has his advantages and disadvantages. They're almost polar opposites. <laughs> very much like Russ is an above the rim athletic freak Chris Paul's never been the most athletic he was quick at a time but he's been a you know a, a very skilled all-around player Russ is a freak of nature um but anyways let me know what you think 
I mean, I'm just kind of excited about all this just to see what happens. I want one of Russ or Chris Paul to be our starting point guard next season. We'll see. I know my opinion on Chris Paul is not popular and a lot of people hate him, but I think you need to get out of your feelings because Glenn Rivers, no, none of us wanted him to be the Clipper coach anymore, right? He was also the GM. You think Chris Paul wants to work with that? Chris Paul realized he's not the number one option, so he left. Okay, and you know what? He didn't win. He got further than ever. He didn't win, so we can all laugh about it now if you want. But, I mean, would you want to play with Glenn Rivers as your coach? Okay, that answers my question. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. Subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper. Uh, on, on Monday night, I'm going to be on the podcast with another fellow Clipper fan uh, on the Pull Up Podcast, BJ Matthews. He's a good guy, Clipper fan. Throw him a follow um, and a subscription. I'll be on there live, I believe, 8 p.m. Pacific, Monday. And, of course, Locked On Clippers. You better subscribe to not just our channel, but all the Locked On channels. And you got to watch Locked On NBA next. And you got to hit the notification bell so you know every single time we post a video, the only five-day-a-week Clipper podcast. Let me know what you thought of the episode. Let me know what you think. D'Lo versus Chris Paul, Chris Paul versus Rust. All your thoughts on all the moves, Beal, whatever. But it's about to get bumpy, guys. And when I say bumpy, I mean news every single day. And you'll have it all here covered for you. On Locked On Clippers with yours truly. Couple of guests, hopefully this week. Couple of guests. So cross your fingers. You don't have to just hear my voice. But that's it for me on this Monday episode. I hope you guys had an amazing Father's Day on Sunday. And I hope you have a great week. And the age-old proverb stays the same. Go Clippers.